productive interview series on the Nico Pingan YouTube channel for productive gamers by a gamer with your host, Nico Pingan. Today, we are joined by Sebastian. Sebastian, I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name. You're going to have to help <laughs> me out with that. It's all good. I'm Sebastian Malden. I'm the host of the Pro Nerd Report podcast, your premier podcast for video games, video game reviews, opinions, and notable interviews with video game industry personal. So that's me in a nutshell. Like I love video games. I've been a video gamer my whole entire life. I'm happy to be here. Ooh, I like that intro. That's fire. Let's go. All right. You pretty much know exactly what the gist of this conversation is about. So before we even dive any deeper into it, I got to know top five video games and your favorite console. Man, this is crazy because like I'm not used to being on this side of the fence. I in my show, I always ask that as an icebreaker question. <laughs> your top five games of all time. So now I'm getting this. Now I'm getting the receipt. So woo. Yeah. Okay, so top five games of all time. So um right off the bat, I'm gonna say The Last of Us. I think that Ooh. the story is unlike anything else in video games i think it's mm -hmm. dynamic i think they capture the human emotion better than any other game i've ever played in my entire life that story okay. the characters the way they uh, like illustrate the human um i guess you could say dynamics between like the their emotions and then mm -hmm. the way like society is structured even when society has been broken down is like it's not it's like no other game and so even mm -hmm. though there's other zombie games in other zombie like identities in that medium like the last of us has its own identity it stands in its own like its own little niche as far as like no other story tells a story quite like that no uh, like not just in video games and all the medium so right, that's right. why like that's why hbo is making the last of Us show which is coming out soon so i'm like i'm huge into the last of us god mm -hmm. of war 2018 is probably my like next pick yeah yeah Boy. Kratos is <laughs> Kratos was fantastic to begin with, but then you right, give, right. like you give him that personality, you give him that you know like dynamic relationship with his son, and you get to see how he grows as a person and as a father. It is magnificent. That's another game that has like very, very good storytelling. So I gotta say, like God of War 2018, it mixes in that action really well. The Valkyrie fights are like no other fight in video mm -hmm. games. So that's the one I would probably like throw out there in my top five. Next up is going to be, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this for the, for the culture. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Spider-Man okay. Miles okay. Morales. Yes. It is a game that really strikes to me as a person of color. Like I'm a chocolate man. And yep, that yep. is the first time I've ever seen anyone in video games actually have a legit edge up. Like, like the whole point, like he, his fate was on point. <laughs> yo, yo, I like that. I like that take. I like that yeah, take. That was the first time I like. I kid you not. Like I played the like I picked up the PS5 and it was yeah, like yeah. a couple of days after the release date and I immediately downloaded Miles Morales, played that game, and then mm -hmm. like the first thing that I noticed was like. One, he wears Adidas, so I'm like, okay, where he's like, he's a part of the culture, and then two, yeah, 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 I actually saw the fade, and I was like, he got they got the black hair right. You know how hard it is to get yes. black hair right in video yes. games, man. Oh my goodness! Oh, my even goodness. in movies too, because you know mm -hmm. sometimes actors not portrayed correctly. You know what I'm saying? No, but, for sure. 
for oh, sure. Oh, that's actually so, funny though. I yeah, like and they and they ended up like not even the hair thing aside, like there the story in that game is really fantastic. The gameplay, I think it is a shorter, more nuanced experience than the original Spider-Man game because it is a mm. spin-off of that Spider-Man game. It is as opposed to Spider-Man, which is like 40 hours, where 20 of those hours arguably could be like trimmed out of that game to mm -hmm. make it like a refined story like a streamlined story this is like eight hours and it is very it's a small package but it hits like well above its weight class so i really think like that's a that's one of the games to where i'm like okay i see where they improved and where like where insomniac really took basically like the improvements from the first game it really honed in on what people liked about that first game so right i gotta say spider-man miles morales is probably game number three number four um oh this is gonna be a hard one um but number four i mm, i'm probably going to go with an og here i like at okay. this point it's an og i'm gonna say grand theft auto 5 it Ooh, is number five yeah grand theft auto 5 and there's the reason why i feel mm -hmm. like it is the best overall grand theft auto game because like everything that three four and five you know did really or uh, three four and liberty city and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff did well is because like it does just as well if not better and then it also has a very underrated story the mm -hmm. gameplay is fantastic and to this day they have a next-gen version on the like ps5 and the xbox series x and s that play fantastic like there is fantastic gameplay right right so i would highly recommend that one to anyone who's like just want to get back into that because everyone in the world's played that game but mm -hmm. um i would probably say that one and then number five number five that number five is always my Good. number five fun. cuts six seven eight nine and ten and everything else so yeah yeah i'm going to oh okay i got two that's popping in my head it's the mass effect trilogy and then the arkham games ah as a superhero fan i'm gonna go with the arkham games and especially arkham city like i love arkham city i love batman batman is my favorite superhero of all time and to see like them do a good Batman game and a good Batman trilogy, despite Arkham Knight, you know, failing to live up to expectations with all the stuff they had involved in the Batmobile. Like I Arkham City is a very good package. You still get to play as what I believe is one of the best superhero games of all time in and mm -hmm. one of the best superheroes of all time in like the Arkham version of Batman. And to see his story and to see like his I guess you could say his journey from beginning to end of that story really being told in in the way that it was with the Joker, with um, mm -hmm. Penguin, with um, with uh, Mr. Freeze and all that, like and Ra's al Ghul. I'm like, that was an amazing story. It was amazing yeah. gameplay. And I, I got a shout at that game out. I, I don't think that game gets enough credit because without it, we didn't have we wouldn't have Spider-Man. Without the Batman without the batman arkham series i don't think insomniac makes spider-man because think Ooh, about like this that's a hot take yeah but think about it like this okay so before before like that before those games playstation only had infamous mm -hmm. and infamous came out and then they moved away from doing infinite infamous to like sunset overdrive which mm -hmm. is an exclusive game for xbox sunset overdrive was a zombie apocalypse game like they weren't even in that wheelhouse there yet again 
Then you have like Arkham games, and that was the only superhero game around that time frame. That was an open world superhero game, and it proved that those games not mm-hmm. only can be good games, but can sell well financially. That game paved oh. the way for so many games going forward. Okay, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. I so like I'm not necessarily saying like the gameplay mechanics like spurred to that, but mm-hmm. I am saying like the commercial success of those games are probably what led Insomniac and PlayStation to say, okay, let's do a Spider-Man game that's very similar to that. Now, you mentioned your five favorite games. Mm -hmm. What is your preferred console of choice? Like right now or of all time? I mean, are all of those from the same console or did you play a different console per game? I'm going to be honest, like three of those are PlayStation, PlayStation exclusives. So I'm primarily like i have every console right now other than the steam deck so i have everything but i am yeah yeah i have the xbox series x upstairs i have the s downstairs i have the og and like og xbox one in my bedroom so i'm like i have every one of the xboxes and then i have um a ps5 and a ps4 so and a switch so i have all the all the major consoles but except for the steam deck now but I probably play more so on PS5 right now. Like the mm. Xbox, I play like a lot because of Game Pass. But other than Game Pass, they don't have anything exclusive that really drives me to that platform. Huh, and PlayStation actually- really, yeah, PlayStation has banger exclusives. I don't know if you've seen the PS5 lineup so far, but it is hella stacked. You got Demon Souls. You have Rat. Um, Ratchet and Clank, you Rift Apart, you have, you have like the Spider-Man games, Spider-Man like PS4 and then Spider-Man Miles Morales. The upcoming Spider-Man PS like Spider-Man 2 PS5 exclusive. Mm-hmm. And then you have Wolverine is going to be Wolverine is going to be a PlayStation exclusive as well. And that's mm-hmm. not even mentioning like the other games that like people outside the mainstream don't know about like Ghost of Tsushima and mm-hmm. The Last of Us and well, I even forgot God of War. God of War is also a PlayStation exclusive. On the Xbox side, all I have to look forward to is Forza, <laughs> Forza Motorsport and Gears of War and Halo. And Halo is going through a rocky time right now. Yep, yep. Now, in regards to you being a lover of gaming, you know, a lot of people always put a stigma that gaming detracts you from having a life, happy life, from being productive, having a job. How do you think that being a gamer enables you to pretty much cheat at certain things in life? So I think a lot of that stigma is like an older generation thing, because I think it's Mm. a sign of two tales, you know, like the older generation still has that negative connotation towards video games, whereas the anyone our age and below now think of video games as just just a regular pastime. It's no different than watching sports. Right. And esports come on now exactly exactly and that's the truth of the matter it's like video games is just a hobby or for more people it might be like an occupation depending on if you can get into the industry or not but like you're good enough right yeah Yeah. exactly exactly but like video games is a hobby for most people and just like any other hobby it's about the way you handle your time in your personal life and your life you everyone's life needs balance and Mm. 
for some people that stress factor you know that de the de-stressing factor of video games is why the, the why they play it some people play it for escapism you know like it's all about the way you balance everything in your life because mm -hmm. what's the difference between this and someone who watches sports 24 7 or what's exactly like what's the difference between this and a person who goes out and play golf like 18 hours a day you know right, like right what's the difference between those two things or what's the difference between this and a person who's like training for a marathon or even just a, a workout warrior. And they're always in the weight room, always clanging and banging. Yeah. So like, exactly. What's the difference there? It's all about the way we as people have balance in our lives and mm -hmm. the way you personally like have balance, so to speak. So I, I don't think that video games are like this evil stigma that they once were. Mm -hmm. I do think there are people who have addiction factors in their lives and everything and everything. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's all varies from person to person. And then also, you know, like there's a mental discipline there. So hmm. it's just one of those. Yeah. Man, you hitting on everything I wanted to talk about in one go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. No, keep going. You're <laughs> on the roll right now. Yeah, it's a uh, it's about the person though. It's a mental discipline thing. It's one of those mm. things to where you have to be. You are the person who like structures your life out. So if you have six other things going on, or you have like a family, you have a wife and mm -hmm. kids. Like me personally, I'm married. I have a dog, and I have uh, I'm an avid gamer as well. So I have to balance those things out in my life. Like I, my wife is going to want certain like we have date nights even though mm -hmm. we're married we still do dedicated date nights and we do that once a week it's mm -hmm. just one and like i just know that's in my schedule and right, right. my dog is a dedicated walker he's he wants to go out in the walks he wants to go to the dog park like right. so i i have to i have to schedule my life out accordingly mm. to what the needs of the others are around me want but if you're a single man like you know once upon a time i was like i was it was just up to me to decide that. And that's where you have to have mental discipline. That's where you have to have uh, checks and balances of what you Ooh, want your life to look like. Yeah. Firing off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So man, it's, this is my life. You've right here. Like I completely understand the, there's, there's some people who struggle with that. There's mm -hmm. some people who struggle with balancing everything. There's some people right. who maybe work out too much way more than the recommended amount. There's some people who might, you know, like go out to eat, like, way too much or different things like that it's all about balance and that's you know like i i don't know if you watched like avatar the last airbender but like well that's yes, one sir. thing uncle iroh always talked about was balance like mm -hmm. zuko you have to have that balance and that's the same thing with real life as well man you you touched on so much stuff i don't want to detract from anything <laughs> that you said i'm gonna hover right back to what you said because you touched on so much important stuff i did want to just ask because i noticed because I, I wrote down what you were saying regarding the video games your top five are pretty much all first person yeah yeah so you like the because you, you mentioned earlier regarding how video games for you are a mental distressing is that why you have like all first person you don't want to be communicating with other people you don't want to like butt heads with somebody with a teammate you just want to play the game have a story follow the journey and then get an amazing relaxing game opportunity versus potentially you know having your day or night ruined if you're playing with somebody else and it just goes all the way wrong yeah so you really 
you really like hit something home there. I am a um I, the like the term for it. I am a single player first gamer. Like I do play single player games more and narrative based games way more than I play like multiplayer games. Mm -hmm. And there is that factor of like I don't necessarily want to play with other people when I'm in that bubble. I want to be immersed in like the art that someone has put out there. I don't mm -hmm. necessarily care about the shooters of the world or the battle royales of the world that's not me yeah, as a yeah, gamer yeah. i'll play those every once in a while but that's not mm -hmm. something i'm always driven towards as opposed to like games that come out where like i can tell like someone put their heart into writing a mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. deep story or someone put their heart into like putting you like putting you into the place of a character and you getting to see how that character's journey unfolds whether it's for good mm -hmm. for bad for rich for poor like that you get to see how that story unfolds and i for me personally that i believe that comes from my love of comic books like i growing up i i'm a huge comic book fan as well so like i loved i've always loved stories and i've always loved the tales of like people or characters and their struggles and seeing mm -hmm. their struggles and such like that or reading about their struggles in the sense of comic books and so that's me as a person like i don't condemn anyone who necessarily loves that multiplayer experience like i love i like playing with others it's just it has to be in a play why well, i have to be in the mood for it for one and mm -hmm. it has to be in a game setting to where i'm like okay i'm comfortable in this now, I completely understand because for such a long time, I was such a single player minded game as well. Completely mm -hmm. understand the reason why you like The Last of Us. You broke it down flawlessly. Same with God of War. I remember when the first God of War came out and I was just so hooked on it and I wasn't even playing. I would watch my friend play it and whenever he would ask for me to play i was like nah i just like the story especially the, <laughs> the, the cutscenes, not even the mm -hmm. gameplay but the actual cutscenes, the story the lore the the interpretation of of greek mythology and how mm -hmm. you have to be the one that is like interjecting into this greek mythology and it was always so intriguing and that's why I wanted to ask, because I, I noticed you didn't put any first person shooters. You didn't put any multiplayer. And I was like, oh, OK, you mentioned that you love the de-stressing factor and that bubble. I completely understand. There is a, a multiplayer game that had that kind of um, that kind of uh, concept, but it was on the PC. See, I'm a, I, I love PC gaming because okay. I have such a hard time with the controllers. <laughs> it, it, just, it doesn't it doesn't click for me the mouse okay. and keyboard click for me but there was this game that you were just uh it was like an mmorpg but you were supposed to grind as if it was a single person game and you just like keep destiny? playing yes destiny is one warframe mm -hmm. is another okay. uh where you just completely grind as a single player you can have other people join in mm -hmm. but yeah i wanted to touch base on that because i think that video games are actually one of the most important things that you can do as a person to cope with stress. It's a very good way to release stress. Some people, when they go and you mentioned golf, you know, in my case, I go and play basketball in the mornings, mm -hmm. you know, or I'll play video games in the morning, whichever one my body tells me. If my body says, hey, I can't move, well, then I'm going to just go to the keyboard real quick, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to touch base on that because I, I don't think enough people give credit where credit is due because as uh, you mentioned the stigma 
regarding how games used to be and how they're making you unhealthy, how they're affecting the way you think and the stuff that you do and that you become so addicted to it. You don't take your dog out. You don't pay attention to your wife. You don't pay attention to work. And at the end of the day, if you have that balance factor, it can actually really alleviate a lot of stress, a lot of pent up frustration, or as you mentioned, the love of an amazing story. Like, yo, I love a good storyline. Yeah, yeah. You touched on a lot yourself there. Like, and that's kind of me to me in a nutshell, because like I really do like narrative games. I like to be immersed in stories. I like to see, you know, like characters persevere and go through things that are necessarily different than what I'm going through, or sometimes they're reflective of what I'm going through as well. Mm. But yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and sometimes it's not necessarily escapism. It is one of those things to where you are, it's relating more so than escapism. But like, on the flip side of the stigma part, like the stigma is also going away because there's more gamers out there than yes. any other, like any other medium. Like it's a growing that. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause like back growing up, you used to, the, the entry to gaming was just consoles and PC. Like mm -hmm. now, now I'm, I would have, and it was very guess. expensive too. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Now I would hazard to guess that, you know, like, you have people in your personal life more so than you even know, know that are actually gamers, you know, like whether or not they're extremely casual, everyone has yes. a gaming device in their hand now because yes. everyone has cell phones. Yeah. So like mobile gaming has helped to change that stigma quite a mm -hmm. lot. You know, like now people can't really just hark in and say like, well, he's a gamer so he's a bum because like a lot of the times they're playing <laughs> sudoku <laughs> you know like a lot of times they're playing sudoku or they're playing even like what was it the words with friends or even like the um um candy crush so to speak they're playing games whether or not they're like nuanced heavy big beefy titles that we play or or whether or not they're like small little mobile games they're still games and so a lot of people it's almost hypocrisy for them to actually say like games are games are like the, the destruction of our generation or games are the reason why our generation our, is, our generation is lazy you know like first of all that's a wrong stigma second of all it's like it is a very different time in a very different era and games are games have their own problems now outside of that old school stigma hmm now, in regards to applying some gaming skills to, you know, in real life, so and not not like games like uh, like Sims and whatnot, but you know, <laughs> even, even games like God of War, The Last of Us, like like just this a little pause right there, like The Last of Us, that kind of game would be ideal in a zombie apocalypse because now mm. you are literally mentally trained, ready and capable to know what you have to do. Worst case scenario. Okay, unpause. Uh, so, like, like even games like, uh, like uh, the 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 single player games where you're not with other individuals that are you know humans, you still have cheat codes. So, for example, like a game like um, a game as as gruesome as God of War still teaches you as you mentioned in fatherhood. Like a lot of people don't realize you can learn a lot of life skills that somebody else might not be verbally expounding upon you and by just playing the game and being attentive and focusing not cutting out the scenes like not just like smashing like i don't care skip 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 but actually paying attention and focusing 
you can actually learn a few things. And I wanted to ask you, what do you think are like the top three skills that you have learned? And if not learned, three skills that you have enhanced from gaming. It could be from these games or it could be a completely unrelated game that you think, wow, because I played this game, this one skill I had really improved. Okay. Um, how about I touch on enhance first? So with enhanced skills that I've learned, um, or like with skills that have been enhanced due to gaming, I would probably mm-hmm. say like perseverance is Ooh. like one that is one of the okay. one of the ones that really stand out to get, like to me. And this generation, especially like our generation and the kids who are playing like games now, are practicing perseverance in a level that I don't think any other like gamers have ever practiced because. Think about the games that are popular right now and what they're teaching. They have mm-hmm. Elden Ring. They have Demon Souls, Dark Souls, 1, 2, and 3. Like, those oh. games are about getting your teeth kicked in, getting oh your gosh. ass back I up quit, and, man. I <laughs> quit. You just, I quit. You met, I quit. I throw in the towel as soon as you said that. I tried yeah. that game. I, I, oh, no. That's so hard, man. <laughs> yes. Exactly. That's my point. Like, there are people who love those kind of type of games, and they love that journey. They love the grind of, like, Hey, just because I got my teeth kicked in, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to mm-hmm. try this again until I beat it. Like, there's so many success stories of people who like have tried this boss over and over again, and it was just that one little thing that they changed, or maybe they grinded out until they got one mm-hmm. level better, and then they managed to actually persevere through that. So I would probably say like perseverance right now is like something that I think a lot of people are practicing in video games, and it's one of the skills that I've really like. Always that video games have helped enhance, and that's like one of those things to where I'm like, that's something I've always I always admire because like even if it's not Demon Souls, like Ori and Ori in the Blind Forest or Ori in the Will of the Wisp, like those are hard platformer games. They're yeah. not necessarily Souls games, but they're it's a hard platformer game. Mm-hmm. You even have like more difficult games. Um, Bloodborne is another Souls like a game that uh, Souls like game that is like. On the difficult side but you have other games that are like challenging i don't know if you played rogue legacy or cult of the lamb but they have like parts that are beefy and they're metro like they are smaller indie games so mm-hmm. i'm like perseverance is something that i think video games is really like teaching a lot of people especially like it's helping me practice to, and to patience and perseverance but like another one that i think like video games are really like helping me as a person grow is in how I manage like strategy, like strategic mm. management, like the way I, I don't, you mentioned the Sims earlier, like Sims aside, I, there's a computer game and I'm not even a PC gamer called Civ civilization five and six. Yeah. And, and yeah, in that game, in those games, you have to really manage a civilization you have to think strategically it's almost game of thrones-esque you have to think like yes how yeah how do i appeal to like these civilizations right beside me how do i make sure that like it i can maybe keep the peace and if war breaks out like i'm i'm squad up enough to like handle my business or like when yeah. the war breaks up yeah <laughs> when a war breaks out like i am i like how do i actually like strategically overtake my enemy or at least like how do i like take over their resources or burn their resources enough to where like i can force them to now tap to my wheel so Mm. it is one of those things to where i'm like 
strategic thinking is something that's very underrated uh, in video games. And a lot of games make you have to think strategically almost instantaneously now because like you have games like Returnal, which is a bullet shooter. You do have games like a Battlefield or Call of Duty that make you think on the fly immediately in a strategic manner. Some mm. people just run and gun, but a lot of times they're not the at like successful into that, you know? But yeah, so I'm like, that is something you really have to think about, like uh, that video games teach you and help you enhance those skills. And then evolution, like video games help us evolve, whether we realize it or not, like video games also help, like really help us like really hone in on what our tastes are, like whether or not we, if you play a racing game, do you like certain cars more so than others? Usually people who play racing games, they either play for escapism or they usually play with the exact type of cars they really like in real life. So it really helps you like learn who you are. And then like video games help you grow in that that dynamic as well. Like there are some people I know who didn't like basketball at all, but played 2K and then they evolved into a oh, like a, an actual basketball fan. Hmm. So I'm like video games help you evolve. Like they they help you determine who you are as a person interest wise as well. So that's something that like those three things are like traits that video games have really enhanced for me personally. Man, that I should have asked you for more than just three. That was <laughs> those were really good. I noticed though in in the uh, perseverance and strategy management, you didn't even know you didn't mention God of War. God no, because God, God of War, War for me was a puzzle game, especially <laughs> I only play, I only play the first one. Mm-hmm. And so the first one, it was super hard for me because I was not so good at the puzzles. Like the yeah. killing was fine. But then when it came down to like doing the puzzles and especially when it came down to the timed puzzles, mm-hmm. and then it would like take me like 30 minutes to an hour because then it's like, okay, so what I do here, 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 and then it's like dead. And it's like, got to start all over, run all the way over here to then like push this crate, push just here, do all this so that way the boulders doesn't come and smash me through. And it's just like, <laughs> A lot of times I wanted to just give up right there, but I was like, okay, I saw somebody do it. I can do it too. And then I would persevere, strategize, and get it through. Um, but I, yeah, I that's, that. yeah, that's actually kind of crazy though. So many games that you have regarding all these specific uh, skill sets. Yeah, like I, God of War is not like excluded from that list, but like I wanted to emphasize. You just had a better list. You had a better yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I wanted to emphasize something that wasn't like, that was outside of my top five games as well. Because mm. like, there i i feel like a lot of people would look at that top five list and were like okay he learned something out of that but those are his favorite games of all time that mm. the list i gave you is a diverse portfolio of games to where yeah. i like, learned different lists yeah okay through, through a diverse catalog it's not just the top games that really spoke to me as a person but i just things that i also learned outside of like things that enhance me like I'm mm-hmm. a basketball fan, like just like yourself, like you, you're a hooper, but I'm not a hooper anymore. I know I can't. I'm like I'm dusty <laughs> in the gym. Yeah, you just haven't gone to the gym. You just haven't gone to the gym. Don't say that. <laughs> no, I got come. that. I ain't got that anymore. I ain't got that anymore, man. I'm straight. I'll, I got you for a straight two points, one rebound, and one assist. <laughs> oh <laughs> dang! I'm straight scrub status now, but um, no. So like, I am. I've always been a big basketball fan, but like. Mm-hmm. 2k is a game that i play but i'm a weird person when i play 2k because i'm not i don't usually play my career mode and i usually don't play like the actual um my team mode i normally Mm -hmm. play my league mode 
which is like mm. where you build the franchise. That's the GM. Like, yeah, it's the GM. And that's yeah. that's what always spokes like speaks to me about that. Like because I like taking a franchise and learning mm-hmm. and handling the X and O's and handling the day-to-day business operations while trying to figure out like almost like almost like inside baseball esque to where I'm like, I want to figure out how to make a good team from scrap. So like I usually take the bottom tier team and I try to rebuild them or yeah. So, so it's almost, I have that started from the bottom mentality when I play those games, but like, I'm, I'm telling you about this story because like when one thing that 2k taught me is like, even Mm -hmm. though I'm a basketball fan, like, that game has a list of playbooks out there as well. So like mm-hmm. I am a person who runs plays while I play 2K. So like that that helped me learn some X's and O's of like different plays in basketball. And then when I took my wife to her first NBA game, I'm like, oh, okay, they're about to run an inside pick and this player Wait, is about to do that in real life. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if you really just hardcore pay attention, like, like 2K. So like they have like the Mavs playbook. They have like, the Mavs yeah. playbook, the Warriors playbook, you know, like you can choose the playbooks when you run right, a team yeah. like that. But like, if you click inside those playbooks, it gives you that X and O's of like, okay, so with this, with this player, you can run this, like this, like play. And then like, if you pass to that player at certain times, that play evolves into the, like you, that player will either like get the post will be open as a regard, or like this will be a back end screen or like, mm-hmm. it'll be a back cut, you know, like, it teaches you all those kind of things. You just have to be receptive of learning. So I'm like, you can really learn like coaches X and X's and O's in that game. It's not quite to the nuanced level of like real life because like you are playing with a, a, quite frankly, sometimes they don't update those playbooks to like real life scenarios or real life, like coaches such as like Boston's playbook. I think it's been the same for like four years, even though they've Mm -hmm. had two different coaches. So their playbook should be a little different than what it actually is. But I digress. The point is, like, you can learn some plays through that game. Yeah, like, if you go to, like, I don't know if you have um, NBA 2K23 or 2K22, but, like, if you go to, like, the playbook style, they will, Mm -hmm. like, like, if you hover over different plays, they'll even show you highlighted versions of, like, how the play unfolds in the game as well. So I'm like, and then... You can you can practice that play in in a practice or practice it or like execute that in a game, you know, and then you can see how that play unfolds in real life as well. Like, so you could they, see it in real life when it like, oh, that was the play that I ran on. Yeah, the- like yeah, like oh, because what? because some because like you know players run those plays off screens, like off the ball or like the pat or like. Hey, this is to free up Steph in the corner, or like mm-hmm. this play. Yeah, this play. The this play is like uh, the post will come high off the screen. Like Wiseman will come. Well, he doesn't really get to play with Wiseman in real life, but like in the game, Wiseman comes up, high, does high screen. Steph will step over that screen slightly and then drain it. You know, like drain a three mm. because of that screen got him open. So that's one of those things you can learn different things about video games, about different like real life aspects. And it's not just sports. Like I know sports have playbooks, but like you mentioned the Sims earlier, the Sims are like the Sims aside, there are other simulation games nowadays Mm -hmm. where you can learn Mm -hmm. nuances of like, there's a game called house flippers and it's about just about you going in and flipping houses. You put in. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know if you have Xbox Game Pass, but it's currently on Game Pass. Like, there's a game called Power Wash Simulator where you run a car wash, and you watch and you wash cars, and it's like 
there's a game called CD Skylines where you are the city manager and the mayor and like you actually get to build a town like you start off with a little small town and you build mm-hmm. up a whole city and that teaches you like management and weight and like how like you how a city has to plan with its waste disposal how a city has to plan with like it's a like energy it, with its energy like resources how a city has to like basically plan even though there's like a river in between the land that's like yeah, the yeah. land it started on like do you build a, do you like you have to build a bridge around it do you build a hydroelectric bridge or do you build a regular bridge a hydroelectric mm-hmm. bridge would give you like when the water runs through it it gives you more it gives you energy you know like there's pros and cons of run there's pros and cons of like having a windmill like an electronic windmill in the city oh my lord yeah so i'm like yeah like in real life you never really see a, a windmill in in a city environment but like you but you do see it on the countryside or like when you're on road trips you see windmills out there in the middle of like fields and such like that there's a reason why i'm like they make noise and people don't necessarily like that noise and the game kind of emulates that so i'm like there are simulations now there's like um trucker simulations where they can yeah, teach you how like yeah where they yeah i'm like there's trucker simulations there's cooking simulations like sim games right now are teaching people about even if it's not necessarily the every ins and outs about like the industry that the games reflected it's teaching people about that and enough to where they are now way more educated about other people's occupations than they once were man that's actually pretty interesting and intriguing i didn't know that they dived that deep because i i know the trucking i know the flight simulator ones mm-hmm. i didn't hear about the the power washing the house flippers the city management i remember years ago i used to play sim city that's yeah probably, that's probably the closest i came mm-hmm. to something like that but that game you mentioned sounds like it's way more in-depth and in detail and almost has real life application use almost like Almost like every politician should have to take <laughs> yeah, have that to game have as play, a course, yeah. and you have to get like, does the game grade you or something? I mean, like the city like, will start fired? to fail. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, you don't really get, you don't really like fail, but like your city can go bankrupt, or you'll have to like take out like extreme loans from banks around the area, or like next thing you know, like the city will like start to like go on fire, or like people will basically like be morale will be low so everyone leaves the city and everyone leaves the city no business like no money comes in if no money comes in you don't get to actually yeah do anything with that but that's another thing in city skylines you get to control taxes like you get to raise taxes lower taxes like you can put down um you can put down what was it um the tollways and such like that in like populated areas to help raise money for the city so i'm like it is very nuanced in a way that is so underrated but it teaches you little things i'm not necessarily prepared to run a city myself but like i feel like i'm more confident in about like what it takes to like help develop a city on a construction level if you play that that game then you know what it takes to get the job done yeah i mean in a way i'm like i don't necessarily know about like the politics about about it you know like but other than that it does kind of give you like a like a surface level thought of like what it takes to like develop and run a city Dang, that's actually pretty cool and you know since since we're on the topic of of gaming you know do you think that deliberate practice or consistent practice enhances those skills and i know you only touched on three specific skills but 
if you do practice, wouldn't that naturally mean that you improve and get better over time? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, everyone everyone practices, and you know the you know the famous saying: if you put like what was it ten thousand ten thousand hours into something, you're an expert into that. You like it takes ten thousand hours of practice to be an expert, but yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is one of those things to where practice does make you better in in most things. Now, there's going to be certain people who are just, you know, not not shooters, you know, like they are not they just don't click with shooting games. And it is going to be it it would. Yeah, you know, like it, would, it takes a lot more for you to actually be good at a shooting game or the, in like me myself. Like I like fighting games, but I'm not good at them. Like I I'm not good enough to actually like confidently play anyone online without getting my teeth kicked in so like that's one of those things to where i'm like practice does make uh, does make you better but they're also just like in real life it needs to be like either a deep passion for or ingrained skill so like yeah yeah so there has to be that either one of those two things and Mm -hmm. even better if you have a mixture of both because like Video games is a hobby for a lot of people, but there is a very much high level to this, like the esports level. There is like people who are out for blood, like legitimately who play for keeps in this sort of like yes, yes. in this wheelhouse, you know, like there are people who harness their craft and there's other people who just have innate skills in that like genre. Like I know a guy who like completely is extremely skilled in Madden, but is can't play Super Smash Brothers to stay save his life. And it's just one of those things to where like yeah they're not quite apples to apples but right like, right and that's the that's the point here it's like he can't do that he can't do super smash brothers as well and it would take him a herculean effort and also like a lot of practice to actually become a adequate smash player so it's almost like starting behind the start line so to speak mm-hmm. for a lot of people so it, i can't i'm not saying everyone i'm not saying don't go out there and try your best and like put hours and hours of effort into it just know that with some things it takes more effort than others just like in real life like you don't wake up and just and have an ingrained like skill for a new thing in life like me with video editing i would if i decided i want to be a video editor i would have to learn a lot of different crafts and a lot of different skills i might have an eye for like how to do things and that might help me along the way but like it does take practice, but then just because you practice at something doesn't mean you're going to get good at it immediately. Sometimes it'll you you're behind the starting line. Now, how do you end up deciding which game to play? Because if you have all <laughs> these different amazing games, not only can you enhance real world skills like being capable of going to maybe an NFL game, an MLB game, an NBA game or any kind of game and recognize this is what they're doing and explain it to a noob that has no idea what's going on. And they ask you, how did you know? It's like, well, I was playing this game or, you know, you have a long day at work and you decide to just uh, plop down. How do you decide what it is that you're going to decide to play? Cause it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know if like, that's a good question, but you, you kind of have to think of that the video game landscape in the same way you you think of like the streaming wars that's going on right now. There's mm-hmm. so many actual good content and like good yes. content out in TV right now as well. Yes. Like for fantasy fans and nerds, you have more and more like avenues to watch high quality shows than you've ever had before. Marvel mm-hmm. is putting out shows like crazy, like yes, Marvel, yeah, House of Dragons, um, Netflix Cobra Kai, like um 
HBO is doing their thing, like uh, Amazon's doing its thing with like um, the Lord of the Rings show, Rings of Power. Like, there's a lot of high content shows to watch, and video mm-hmm. games are no different. Like, when you there's just because there's a lot of video games, that means you either have to break it into priority based on like, do you need to play this game for a certain reason, or mm. yeah, or like you know, like because there are certain certain games that come out that you play or might get because like. They're a part of that pop culture, like topics, you know, that it's a hot game right now. Like I for Xbox and PC gamers right now, Deathloop, which is another game that stars a chocolate person. Death like it has a, like arrived for the Xbox and, and PC. And now people are like a lot of those Xbox gamers are able to play a game that got 10 out of 10s last year. Like this mm-hmm. was a 10 out of 10 rated game, but it was it was a PlayStation exclusive at the time. So it's just one of those things. Sometimes you want to be a part of that conversation. And sometimes like a game comes in and is completely taken over the world. And like among us during the pandemic completely took over the world. And a lot of people wanted to be a part of that conversation. But for me personally, like me speaking on a personal level, it's mm-hmm. just like everything. It's all about mood. Sometimes you're in the mood for something that's more like laid back. Sometimes you're in the mood for a basketball like basketball game like 2K or sometimes you're in the mood for something that's that's more immersive and story centric such as like a ghost of Tsushima in the world or even something to the nature of um I'm trying to think of another story centric game because I already said ghost earlier um oh horizon horizon forbidden mm. west isn't mm-hmm. like one that came out this year so I'm like sometimes you're in the mood for something that's bigger and meatier like a big RPG and then other times you're in the mood for something smaller like an indie game like cult of the lamb or like um or maybe something to the nature of journey like that was a story centric game that a lot of people loved a couple of years ago so then it just kind of depends on your mood and then how do you feel like a you decide to pick a game first time playing it how important do you feel like the tutorial is in regards to how you decide to continue playing the game oh um i believe if it is a new ip that tutorial has to be on point like if it's a new like intellectual property where there's no there's no prequel there's no game that came before there's no predecessor there like you need to really hone in and have a really good tutorial to get people in there to get people to like say okay i get what's happening here now i'm ready for like now i'm ready for this journey now i'm ready for this story now you don't necessarily like depending on how how like nuanced your game is or how detailed your game is some games are like thin thinner than others some games like i just played a game that has only three buttons in the entire game like that's it so its tutorial was more so about like how to utilize those three buttons and then Mm -hmm. it was a very quick maybe 45 second tutorial and we were off to the races but you know like that's something that it didn't need a very like detailed tutorial versus something that like if it was a new fighting game that's just like mortal Kombat or street fighters like there's a reason why those tutorials like might need to be more detailed might need to be more lengthy might need to explain some of like the game mechanics a little bit more like I had never played Yakuza Like a Dragon, or mm-hmm. it was the first Yakuza game I've ever played. But it was also a turn-based game, which is like completely different than any Yakuza game. So mm-hmm. like that tutorial had to be a little more beefy. It had to be like a good 
maybe 30 minute tutorial to where you can kind of like really understand these are the gameplay mechanics and then as the game goes on and adds on to those mechanics so i think a game like a video game tutorial is very essential to like it's the age-old expression it's like first impression you have mm. to get someone with a first impression so i think a video game like tutorial is key there and since you like first person or single player games more how important do you think a good soundtrack is to a game oh um a soundtrack really can make or break a game depending on what type of game it is like if it is a story centric game a soundtrack such as the last of us i just played a game called beacon pines which is a narrative single player game that's a point and click adventure game you should definitely go check that out everyone but like i just played those two games and they have like bomb well i played those games and they have bomb soundtracks like i don't know if you played a persona game but, but persona 5 has a very jazzy soulful soundtrack that's like it's almost like anime meets like hip-hop in jazz yeah and yeah that soundtrack really brings to life the game and i think one of the things like a lot of a lot of the top tier games do super well is that they really hammer in that soundtrack that really like that really like makes the moment feel bigger than what it is or more like heavier than what it is and adds weight to something or maybe it adds levity or maybe it it adds a hope to a moment to where like there's a little ray of like hope left in the in the world that are in the area you're dealing with it could add like suspense and dread in a zombie apocalypse game yeah. and, such as like state of decay or like something to that nature uh soundtrack and you know soundtrack and fx like team is like highly important to video games it's one of the core mechanics like i always believe there's four like mechanics to a really good video game it's mm -hmm. gameplay it's sound it's art design and then it's story i think one if all four of those are like as high as they can be then i think that's like the apex of a video game but like if anything any of those things are lacking or if one of those things are completely like what like completely sucks then the whole game like falls apart after that hmm man you just hitting on everything <laughs> wow that's actually a really really well structured argument for the importance of you know soundtrack then as well as structuring what makes your best or favorite game come out yeah so yeah i mean think about it even something as simple as mario like we all played mario back in the day back. mario had like it's nuanced in a way to where like the gameplay if you're really good at the game you can figure out ways to where like the game the game isn't simple but for those who like pick up and play it it's a simple game but mm -hmm. everyone knows Mario's soundtrack, even if they only know like two or three like songs from it. Everyone right. knows that iconic music. When you hear da na 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 na, like your brain instantly clicks, and that's right, like right. that's the keys of a soundtrack. Mario, like even though that's a great on all time banger for and for a lot of people, like that soundtrack right. helped it helped it become iconic. Hmm, man, you just hitting on everything. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Ah, man but I, I have one last question that i do want to ask you you know um in regards to gaming if you could go back in time to 18 year old self and you have five minutes if you could tell yourself one game to focus on because this game is going to propel you to become the happiest or the best version of yourself what would you say one because you can't just say play this game because you got to say play this game because of this and this and this what is the game that you would pick 
And why would you tell your younger self to play that game? Ooh, okay. 18-year-old, 18-year-old. Okay, so... Okay, so let me see. Let me think about that because that's a really good question. You can do the math. That's a a really good question. That was 13 years ago because I'm 31 years old now. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I was just thinking of like... Okay, so... All right, so that's 09. And then 2009. I'm trying to think of what what games was I playing in 2009. Let me think. Okay, and so there are no wrong answers, by the way. No, no, just... but I mean you're you're hitting on all points here. I'm like, I'm okay. All right, so 2009. I had to pull this up real quick. I'm sorry, I didn't yeah, check, yeah. but like I had to <laughs> no, do some no, math here. I was like, what happened in 2009? Okay, so three banger games. I only get to choose one though, right? So uh, you can um, give them, you can give them a list if it's too hard or just narrow it down. No, no, I mean I like the challenge. Okay. I like the challenge. So in 2009, I was, I know for sure I was playing Batman Arkham Asylum. That was the first mm-hmm. game that came out. Uncharted 2, um, like Among Thieves, really good game, by the way. Love like, that I, game. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Borderlands, Halo 3, ODST, both of those two games came out. Assassin's Creed 2, and then Dragon, Dragon Age Origins. I loved Dragon Age Origins. Like, absolutely loved Dragon Age Origins. I probably, put 300 hours into that game so it was yeah i fell in love with that game i would probably just tell myself i'd probably say okay out of all those games i just listed i would probably say play sebastian you're 18 years old play batman arkham asylum play that game and just know that while you're playing this game like Mm -hmm. really learn really progress and don't stop getting better at this game just like you wouldn't stop trying to get better in life keep always try to better yourself and just like batman when the odds feel like they're at their like highest against you like know that you can persevere like just like batman was locked in the asylum with all of his worst enemies like you can overcome them so like that's probably one of the things i would tell myself also that was a bomb ass game so i'm like okay keep playing Oh man, you hitting on everything, man. I just want to keep going, man. Ooh. All right, all right. Just for for everybody listening, what were the other two that you if you had to pick what were oh, the Dragon Age Origins for sure? Like Dragon Age Origins is one that I put like stupid amount of time into. And it's a game that like it's a fantasy game that you could if you really want, you can really put like a lot of time and effort into and get a, a really good story out of it and it really teaches you like well it doesn't really necessarily teach you but you get to experience like these characters feel real they feel human they feel like they have their own emotions it's one of the first games that i can remember to where like i really felt like i was always trying to like put the mac on like morgan or like i was i was trying to like help and make sure my like crew was okay because i wanted like I knew if they liked me more, our team mm-hmm. would be better for it. And I would get better gear or I'd actually get to see how like our relationships would unfold. And it's that 
fact that in that game you got to build relationships with other characters like real relationships and right, right. whether or not you said the wrong thing or gave them the wrong gift your relationship would go up or go down and if it went up then maybe like there was something legitimate there like maybe y'all can like rekindle a romance or maybe like you like no matter what you do in the story like that character is still going to be a ride or die for you like that game is so underrated and so i i picked that one and then between borderlands uh halo 3 ss's creed and uncharted 2 i'm going uncharted 2 because uncharted 2 is a fantastic narrative game facts yeah so i would go uncharted 2 well oh my goodness you know i had such a blast having you on man <laughs> And we could go for days. We could. We, we might have to chop up a, a part two or something because. Man, just hit your boy up. I'm ready. Ooh, man! Thank you so much for joining. You know, thank you for everybody that tuned in to hear. Uh, I did see a few people that were there live. So if you enjoyed it, please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more content. Check out Sebastian over at the Pro Nerd Report podcast. Um, once again, um, thank you so much. I'm going to have your tag underneath in the description below. If you guys liked Sebastian, any of his information, any of his answered answers, his uh, nerdism, comics, his gaming information, his uh, subtle, I, I noticed a little subtle comic slash a whole bunch of Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Uh, definitely check him out there. Uh, my camera acting up at the last moment. <laughs> let you know that it is time to wrap up. I was just having so much fun. Uh, let me see if I can at least get back in. Uh, all right. There we go. Got thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining. This is the second in, uh, interview. Uh, do you have any last words to add before I wrap this up? No, no. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure to be here talking nerdy with you. Like you said, like I am a huge nerd, whether it be a sports nerd or whether it be like pop culture nerd, video game yeah. nerd. Like I am I'm in the mix. So thank you so much. It was a lot of fun to be on the show. And, you know, anytime you need a nerdy perspective, hit your boy up. You can find me at Sebastian 23 on all social media platforms That's Sebastian with the C in the front. So Thank you again for having me on. Everyone check out the Pro Nerd Report. We're doing some really dope content over there. We have interviews with our writers from Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie over there. Mm -hmm. Like we have, yeah, some, we have some interviews with a developer from EA. We, we are doing some really incredible things that I'm really proud of. And if you really like dope nerd content, video game reviews, video game opinions, and notable interviews in the video game industry, definitely check out the Pro Nerd Report. Oh, you heard it from Sebastian. Check him out and make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Nico Penguin.